This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. 1984 was a pretty big year for movies. Brought us Footloose, Karate Kid, Beverly Hills Cop, Gremlins, the original Terminator, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. But the one film that rose above them all, the box office champion, the year 1984, was the movie Ghostbusters. Uh, And it really did become, uh, in a lot of ways, kind of a a pop culture phenomenon. Spawned a sequel, of course, a few years later. It was a cartoon for a while. Uh, And even though they, they, for a while, stopped making Ghostbusters movies, the fascination never really went away. Uh, Someone got the idea of rebooting the film with a female cast. That was a few years ago. Uh, now they've, I think they've kind of forgotten about that, and they're making what is supposed to be kind of a, a third sequel to the original two, uh, which has been filming in and around Calgary. Apparently, I've been told they uh, just wrapped, had their official wrap party last week, interestingly enough. But, I mean, it's been a big deal that we've had this movie filming here. I think people are pretty excited to see this. Uh, so with all of that going on, an opportunity tonight to reflect on the legacy and the impact of that original film. A couple of British filmmakers put together a documentary. It's called Cleaning Up the Town, Remembering Ghostbusters. Screens tonight, 7 o'clock at the Globe Cinema, part of the Calgary Underground Film Festival. CalgaryUndergroundFilm.org. You can find out more about the event tonight. And these two are going to be there. Filmmaker Anthony Bueno and his sister, film presenter, journalist Claire Bueno. And they're on the line with us uh, here this afternoon to talk about their documentary and talk about their fascination with the film Ghostbusters. Anthony Clare, thank you so much for joining us here. Welcome to the program. Thank you very much. Thank you for having us. Let's explain the dynamic here because, uh, Anthony, you're, you're the director, you're the filmmaker. Claire, I guess you're, you're the journalist, you're the, the presenter. How, how did this all work for you two? Well, it, it kind of all started because we've been sort of like involved in, in sort of the filmmaking world in kind of some some shape way or form for a good few years, and uh, and we uh, worked on a, on a documentary on American wealth in London, and through that process, and and be able to sit with filmmakers like properly, and and hear their stories and, and kind of sculpt something out of it just was fascinating and really enjoyable. So it was just like, you know, should we do it on Ghostbusters because it's it's my favourite film. It's a, it's a special place, place in Claire's heart as well. And that's kind of where the genesis was for mm-hmm. doing it. And, and because we both really love, um, you know, I love interviewing people. I do that as a, as a film journalist. But we've got a, a, a magazine in, in London called Premier Scene. And we're always interviewing people on the red carpet. Um, and it's all present day. But when you start to speak to people retrospectively, and particularly about a film that actually is so dearly loved, you kind of see it through rose-tinted glasses, so there is a, a whole sense of nostalgia 
as well that came from the interviewees and it, it and it it presents much more sort of different results really which has been really fulfilling mm-hmm. Yeah, there, there's definitely a nostalgia element. I, I think we're maybe, Anthony, around the same age. I, I was 10 years old when I saw Ghostbusters, and, I mean, it, it was, like, the greatest movie of all time. I was just, I was blown away. I was blown away by it. Uh, and and it's, it's still enjoyable to watch. But, I mean, for you as, as kind of a film buff, a, a film scholar, what, what is it to you about this movie? And, you know, it, you know it, it's exactly that because we yeah we same age. I was ten when I went to see it at the cinema, and it just it's just one of those kind of films that captured your imagination, like Star Wars did, and, mm-hmm. and all the, and that, those films that were kind of coming back at the time. And and like in the years since, it just kind of went from being this film that I love and really enjoyed. Um, and when I went to film school, it was very much sort of like when you learn about analysing films and you start analysing, it's like no, do you know what? It is a really good film. It isn't just like just a bit of nostalgia. It's like, oh, yeah, I remember when I was 10 and like trying to make a proton pack and all those kinds <laughs> of things. It's just a, such a solid film. And, and it, it's, it's just it's, it's so extremely well made. Well, the, 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 universe, the, the themes are universal. You know, we like to be scared. It makes us laugh. There's a, there's a love story. You know, all of those things, even these, to these, day, these days, that we can kind of um, connect to really, as, as, as human beings, and, and Ghostbusters does have all those elements, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, now, in terms of reaching out to people who were involved in the film, both the stars of the film, people behind the scenes, were, were they eager to, to share their stories with you? Do, do they feel still a connection to this project? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, a bit of fun torch every now and again came in, but that, you know, we won't <laughs> talk about that, but uh, it, it, yeah, it, you know, they really were, it was, it, it's, it's nice when you get people so receptive to, to kind of like look back because it, it isn't always the case and you know especially when a film goes past that kind of promotional stage where you've got to talk about how amazing it is so it was it was really nice to kind of like because it is it's like you and the, you know, the simple part of it is like we'll send a few emails out we'll see what the response is and if, if people are willing to talk about it that's great and if not then that's that's fine at least we've tried and it was very well received like that and it, you know it took a long time to get some of those interviews in place uh, which is one of the reasons why the film took as long as it has done to get made. But they were, and, and then just the stuff that they come out with and the stories and the things you learn about filmmaking of that era, which was kind of part of the reason of making this film in the first place, it's just been, it's been fascinating. So they have been all been very receptive. And, and interestingly enough, you know, people like Sigourney Weaver, you know, she admits that, you know, on, on camera that it, it launched her globally. Mm-hmm. You know, she'd had, uh, obviously, success with, with, with Alien before then, but this, just catapulted her career and you've got all of these effects guys as well that um, even though they've come from this they've worked for industrial light and magic and worked on the original star wars films they went into business for themselves it's very much kind of life in the taking art and had very successful careers i mean john bruno he works with james cameron yeah. they all all of these people that worked on the film they went on to have very fulfilled careers you know in the industry they were already cemented but it, they went on to do much more be, because yeah. of the success of ghostbusters um so there's you know in the real ingenuity and people just spoke really affectionately you know they said they say don't meet your heroes but there really hasn't been an interview that wasn't really a joy to have and we, that we didn't get some kind of real uh, lovely anecdotes and just that there's just an affection for the film yeah 
Yeah, and you know, it's interesting because it came right after that original Star Wars trilogy, which obviously set the bar for, for special effects. But this was still the era long before CGI and everything we have today. So, you know, they, they had to be pretty creative and unconventional in, in making this movie come to life, didn't they? Yeah, exactly. You know, this was, you know, I didn't realize, like, prior to, like, doing the interviews, the, the kind of pressure that they were under. And, and you know, when Star Wars films are coming out once every three years, I think it was, and uh, when there was only three at that time, the, the golden years. Um, yeah. but, anyway, <laughs> um, but it's just, you know, that they had a year from sort of like the inception, of, you know, having the meetings with, with uh, Columbia in the May of 83, getting the film ready for June of 84, and they sort of had to write the script and get the effects done, and the effects were done within 10 months, which is an incredible <laughs> achievement. And it, and it just, and it takes, and, and I just did not realise, one, I didn't realise that, and I didn't realise that, you know, that they went into a facility that was there, basically, and they had to build the kit before they could actually produce the effects that they needed. And so they were kind of planning these things and filming stuff. And it's like, we were starting work before the actual equipment was ready to start actually creating some of these things. And, and like... But, you know, the, the innovation, they would have to literally, like, create the, the film stock and yeah. go out to, and, and speak to Kodak. Kodak would have to, you know, physically create it. I mean, just this whole kind of innovation yeah. of... of of, of effects, basically. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 honestly, it blew my mind. I didn't realise. Because we, I mean, it's not that it's, it's necessarily easy these days. I think it's just different, that's all. But there is the kind of, like, you know, you sit on the computer and you've still got to kind of create stuff in the computer to, in order for, to create an effect. But there's something about physical hands-on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'd love to have been an editor during the times of, like, you know, when you've got your hands dirty on the, old, on the film reels and things. But I don't think many people kind of miss those days of work in it because that was hard work. But there's, there's an element of, of romance to it. But, I, you know, I, I come away from some, a lot of those interviews thinking, I wish I'd have, I'd have been like 20 at that time oh, yeah. and been able to work on these films. Yeah, it was no just the, the B-Ramo's personality and the kind of fun they had. Was, and, and, and because we were obviously making a film that we wanted, we wanted to tick the boxes for the, you know, the Ghostbusters fan and the Milk filmmaking fan as well. I mean, we at, at some of our interviews are really, really technically dense, um, and and probably too dense to, to put into the documentary, yeah. really. Um, but that we, I mean, we really did go into granular detail on how yeah, everything really. was made. Yeah. We, we, we're, mm-hmm. we're kind of slightly tacky, so uh, um, so we're, all of that side of it really appealed to us as well. I mean, it was just it was just for, for us very fulfilling, yeah. And on, and we were just honoured to be in the presence of these people. Right. Let me talk about the the continuing fascination with the franchise. The fact that they've been filming yet uh, another Ghostbusters movie, which uh, I'm sure there's going to be tremendous audiences for. I mean, are are you excited about watching another installment, or are you of the opinion that maybe we just should have had the first and that's it? Uh, yeah, I, you know, it's, it's always been a question. Like back when, when we first started, <laughs> there were only two films at that point. And, and it was yeah. always like, you, there's part of you that's like, as a fan, I cannot wait for another film. And there's the other part of you that I, through the years of, of, you know, as I've made kind of sequels or reboots and things like that, that you just get very apprehensive because they don't always hit the mark because it's not easy. It's, it's not just making a film that's as good as, the original film was now you're dealing with you know 30 or 40 years of nostalgia in some cases and that's 
very difficult to kind of contend with. However, being said that, I am really excited that they're doing the new film. I, you know, because Jason Reitman makes great films. He's, he's, yeah. you know, he's, he's, he's a, you know, an actor, director, and these solid character pieces that he makes. So I, I, it's definitely moved in the right direction. And, and from what we've heard and understand about it, it's just like, yeah, they really want to try and make the best film or best Ghostbusters film they can, which completely harkens back to that. So I am excited about it. I'll always be a bit apprehensive, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's a bad thing because you can go into it with... <laughs> and, and, I, and I think people need to kind of step back a bit as well and remember that Ghostbusters, when it when that was first made, it was original, it was unique. You know, Dan Aykroyd wrote this story because he genuinely believes in ghosts, so it comes from a place of truth. And I think that gives it an authenticity as well. Um, you know, whether you believe in ghosts or not, but he does. And I do believe that that does bring authenticity to the, to the story. Um, so you're never going to get Ghostbusters because it's been made. But what you hopefully can do is create all of these kind of other stories. And again, with Jason being a, a great storyteller in his own right, I mean, it is character-driven. His, his films are story-based, um, and I think all the fantastic um, effects and everything will fit around what is it, what will be hopefully a, a very solid story, so I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I am as well. And, and as you know, I said at the outside, I mean, people here in Calgary, it's just been such a big deal having them in town, in, in the area, filming this movie. And I, I think that's added to the excitement. And I know people are excited for the screening tonight. It's 7 o'clock tonight at the Globe Cinema. It's called Cleaning Up the Town, Remembering Ghostbusters. The two of you are going to be there. Uh, so welcome to our city. Hopefully yeah. uh, you're, you're bracing for some uh, some winter weather. It might be coming uh, later today or tomorrow. But uh, enjoy your time here. Good luck with everything tonight. And thanks so much for joining us here today. Thank, Thank you very you. much. Thank you for your hospitality. All right. There you go. That is uh, Anthony Bueno, uh, the director of this film. Claire Bueno, his sister, uh, who played a big part in making this, obviously, uh, as a film presenter and interviewer. Uh, together, they put together this documentary, Cleaning Up the Town, Remembering Ghostbusters. Still some tickets available tonight, 7 o'clock at the Globe Cinema. Uh, more details at calgaryundergroundfilm.org. Our number here, 974-8255. We are back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.